Welcome to the fundamental interconnectedness of all things. With your hosts, Jeremy and Eric. Yeah. Here we are once again for another week. What you eating there? Connecting things. Garlic, rosemary, low-fat potato crisps. They're pretty good. They're like sprinkles you, on steroids. Yeah, help yourself. So. No, no, no. I'm on a diet. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the, I'm on the 33 baked. export diet. Ooh, sweet. No, there's too many carbohydrates in those potato chips. Yeah. There's uh, no carbohydrates in my beer, though. Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, right. Zero. Right. Yeah, it's a lager. It's a lager, so they, they, uh, they extrude. Extract them, yeah. <laughs> it's like the de- decarbonated, de... Deregulated, decaffeinated. I'm, I'm a decarbonated. I've <laughs> put on some weight this winter. Last uh, fall, I was down to 173. Holy shit! I've never been that oh, low. Fuck. And then I, I weighed myself this morning. 185. I'm at 200, Christ. man. Well, that's where I started. I went on. I was at 202, and I went on a diet. I got myself down to 173. But then, uh, you know, over the winter, wow. just packed it back on. And... Yeah, but what? Do you, I mean, what do you eat? Like when you come home from work or whatever, you guys eat dinner every night. Yeah. So yeah, see that's that's one thing about about our home life lately. Carrie and I has been like, we have that huge table in the kitchen, and we have kind of a small kitchen, and it's the the I think we're gonna sell our high chair. Yeah. It's way too big. It's unwieldy. Yeah. It's hard to clean. Does it fold up? Yeah, it folds up, but yeah. it's just it's still it's just huge. I mean. We have one at the store right now. It's one of those old school wooden ones. Uh-huh. It's got a real small base. It just goes straight up. Yeah. And you set her in there and you strap her in and it's like, boop, there it is. I bet you I bet you it's been recalled. <laughs> I think it looked like it looked like it was homemade. It looks like it was handmade. Oh, you can't use that. I know. There's a law against it. Well it carries homemade. carries against it because it doesn't have a tray. It's like, well, a tray to be nice. So you know what? It's got like wooden arms, so I could probably just put a piece of wood with a couple of slats that would slip right onto that under those arms. A little piece of plywood. Well, yeah, maybe, you know. <laughs> not uh, Put some not Formica sanded. on it or something. Uh, <laughs> just what are you eating A little wood. Pulp. I'm eating pulp. Yeah, we had the... We had the... Pulp girl. The thing, the... Pulp the fiction. High chair, and it was big, and I always tripped on it. It was always in my way. But, I mean, she got out of that phase, and we dealt with the high chair for, like, a year. Now yeah, it's but you gone. guys have more space, you know. A little bit more. It's just not all that big. Yeah, you got that nice big table, and it's always clean. You got your chairs around it, but our kitchen is tiny, and it's just—it's we can't even. And the table's now pushed up in the corner, so you could put like one chair there. We can't sit down and have dinner. It's impossible. It's impossible to sit down and have dinner. So we're we're gonna get rid of the table probably and get like a smaller table. So next week, I'm very excited about this. I just got ourselves a mixer, got a line, and a couple of nice high-quality microphones. Bust out the the wild talking the wild. Well, we're gonna have to come up with some good ideas. We're gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fundamental interconnectedness of all things 2.0 or something. Oh. Like it's gonna sound way better for all of you guys that have been dealing with the pops and the the Eric's. You got that thing on your microphone. Sometimes it makes that squealy noise. That's all gone. That's all done with after next week. So I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe we shouldn't even podcast this week. Maybe we should just like save all of those ideas and do like a hour and a half long high quality gala event. Uh, it's probably gonna take us a while to figure out how to work the darn thing. Yeah, you're probably right. It probably won't happen next week. Besides, you know what? Once you bust that damn gate of ideas open, it all just starts. It doesn't. You know, I keep thinking every week I don't have any ideas, but then it just rolls. You know, it just rolls. an hour later. It's like, it's like whoa, whoa, wait, 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 and and there's always like all these tangents <laughs> oh, I want to go me. off on. 
halfway through, you know. Sure. You told a really good story last week. That was a great story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which one? Oh, that was the uh, lawsuit. The one about the lawsuit. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stories yeah. Like Anecdotes that. are good. Anecdotes. Yeah, yeah. I don't even... I used to have a whole lot of... I used to be able to talk for hours. I'm like... I don't know. I'm kind of getting dumb in my, I don't in have my a, old age. You know, I don't or... have a memory for that. You know, a lot of people can just sit here and, like they got the gift of gab and they can make any story interesting. But, you know, I, and from time to time I just find myself kind of dawdling on to a path kind of like what I'm doing right now, you know. Working bah, myself bah, bah. into a Well, that's because like, you, you kind of need to interrupt you because oh, that's yeah. what I'm pretty famous for, I guess, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh! And then, you know, okay, go. 45 seconds later, you're kind of like, I, this story is going <laughs> oh, I nowhere. I what I was going to say. What did I, uh, let's connect oh, it somehow. Um, how do we go back to where we started? But I got a topic. Oh, you do? You, you always come up with a topic, and then I just kind of riff off them, because I, yeah, yeah, topics, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of spent, seriously. I mean, I used to, like, have fire and vinegar in me about the government and the conspiracy yeah. and all that it shit. It can't always be about the government, though. Like, I like to talk about the government, corporations, and all that sort of stuff, but from time to time, I like to talk about social nuances, or, or, or just social faux pas, or just social uh, items in general, and that segues perfectly into my topic. Psychology of the, the human society, yeah. Or the here's, American society. Here's the, in one word, I can summarize this topic. Cleavage. Wow. Now, here wow. is... Where did... Okay. He, he, I'll let you uh, I'll let you expound on that for a while, and I'll just sit here and look at it. Or, I mean, uh, <laughs> think about it. No, I mean... Uh, uh, wait a minute. Uh, do you have any pictures? I mean... Uh, Cleveland. In the work environment, or at a bar, or in any social environment, you'll come across a woman. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> That's not what I meant. You will encounter. Oh, oh, oh even better. No, maybe not better, but just as just as pleasant. A woman if it's the right <laughs> who has cleavage, and you do your best as a guy to to look them in the eyes. Mm -hmm. Perhaps in the mouth, you know, and try to keep it above the neck mm -hmm. while you're having their conversation. Or at the TV behind them. Right. Playing but, the but, porn. But, in, <laughs> but inevitably, at Wait, some point... what were we talking about? Okay, no, never mind. During the conversation... You glance. Your eyes will drop. <laughs> and, 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 and they'll be watching for it. Oh, and they, but I've never been called on it, but I, I, I encountered the, this move, and I'm trying to try to explain it, where... Where they'll kind of grasp the cleavage, like the shirt around the cleavage, and just kind of tighten it up a little bit. Really, I've oh. never seen that. And 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 I wonder to myself, and I think I know the answer, but I wonder to myself, like, did they just catch me? And are they kind of like feeling uncomfortable now? Of course or, they caught you. Or is it just is that something they just do all day? They're just kind of like scruff that up. Well, they probably do it all day, but they're, okay. When you said all that, this is what popped into my mind: is they are actually kind of gauging. I mean, if it's if it's a new encounter with you. They're kind of gauging your morality, or your maybe not morality, ethics, maybe whatever that whatever that word is that encompasses um, how if you're if you're married and whatever, and and you know this is this is supposed to be a platonic sure. um, talk between a man and a woman, sure. which well that brings up another subject that I want to talk about, but they're they're kind of gauging. All right, how long is he gonna? take before he looks at it because you know when they put shirts like that on, come on well, but what are they looking for what they are looking for you to look at that and so they're actually but that's, they're teasing you saying well are you going to look right at it and then we can get that out of the way or are you going to dance, dance around, around try to look me in the eye and then when you finally look oh then I'm going to do this just to kind of acknowledge that, that yeah you I did know look that you did that. now we know where we both stand but not necessarily because you want to look again if it's good <laughs> you know so well, 
But 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 now uh, now I've uh, heard you know water cooler You're topics. Staring. No, no one has ever said that to me, and I've never done that. I've never kind of, hey, blah blah blah, and then just like, oh, I'm up like Peter. Peter, I'm, I'm, I'm up, up here. here. I'm up here. <laughs> the lights. <laughs> I've made my choice. <laughs> I'm gonna stay down here. Uh, but I equate it to sex. Not no, not necessarily, because a lot of the women have yeah boobs. It equates with boobs. <laughs> What's wrong with boobs? Everyone, guys like boobs. I mean, if you're not gay, you like boobs. Well, even right? women like boobs. Look at. My my daughter's seven months old. She's still sucking on a boob five times a day. So yeah, how can you not? That's your sustenance okay, for the but, beginning but now, part of your life. Let me, let me try to draw a parallel here. Have you ever been maybe out to eat with somebody or just with somebody who has like a, a really good looking piece of food? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I. You know what? I'm whenever Carrie orders something, I'm like, damn it. Well, but, but damn it. But now let now let's say I want that. Let's say you're at you're with your friend or whatever. You, you you've gone out to eat. And you're not hungry. You got a Coke, and your friend got like some nachos. Okay, big pile of nachos. And you're talking back and forth, and kind of they're those, kind of picking at you it. You kind of look at those nachos, and you're like, oh, beef and cheese, peppers. Oh man, I, I actually kind of am a little hungry. And, you know, you're trying to have a conversation, but every now and then you kind of glance at those nachos. Kind of glance. At okay, those nachos. so that's and, the and same then, kind of thing. And eventually, this person's like, do you want some nachos? Yeah, oh, well, thanks. No, I'd love some nachos. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not hungry. <laughs> I have but willpower. But, but that, so that gets me to my point. I mean, that's why I weigh 173 pounds. <laughs> Instead, I got willpower. I just look. <laughs> you're 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 drawn to. That's things. why I'm married with a kid instead of on welfare with six babies that I don't. You're drawn for. to pretty things, and a pile of nachos that I just described would be a pretty thing. So you're equating not equating cleavage with nachos. How about how about cleavage with? Nacho cheese and jalapeno peppers on. Okay, never mind. All right, folks, just hold that in your mind for a moment. So then now turn that around and say you're a guy and... (laughs) I'm a guy. Hey, everybody. everybody. (laughs) And you're hung. Like like a like a like a huge horse. Because now why do I have to imagine this? Oh right right right. You're you. You're hung like you are, and you wear <laughs> pants that are five times smaller than sticky fingers than your the Rolling Stones. You wear some Mick Jagger pants. All right. You yep. got that thing just sticking out there. Well, I mean that's maybe not the same thing as our enjoyment of nachos because women don't see penises like we see breasts. Oh, it's but, a huge sexuality difference. But, huge, huge. Think about it. You walk in, you have a conversation hey, that's, with somebody. Uh, 33 is kicking yeah. it up now. Takes me a while. Don't you think their eyes are going to drop to that level and be like, Jesus. Not necessarily like, I want that, but like, what, what, Jesus. What, is, what is this guy thinking? Jesus. Jesus. What was that from? Jesus. Yeah, I, I, I think that yeah, the you know people will look at that, but um, I also think for different reasons. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the freakishness of it. Yeah, they would be looking at that. It's like a like a like a train wreck. You can't help but look. But I, I don't think it's the same thing as the cleavage. It's, it's not. It's, it's not a even bit nearly the same thing. Because yeah, there's. I mean, and we also can't even conjecture because number one, we're not hung like horses. No. Well, uh, number two, even I if was. we were, I don't think we were. We would. We would like. It's it's not the '70s anymore. I mean, you don't you don't do that kind of shit, do you? I, I, do people do that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe out in California. I mean, maybe it might be the thing to do. I'm sure there's. All right, well let's. There's people that walk around like that. Let's. There's forget. people that walk around with big Tom Selleck mustaches and think they're the coolest things on earth. Let's forget about you know? that parallel for a moment then. Uh, 
and just kind of get back to why do women kind of walk around with their cleavage out in the first place? Isn't it kind of like I look good? Yeah, and I'm going to show off my. Well, sure. I'm going to put some. And it makes them feel on, good. I'm why this, this whole up. culture, this whole society, is kind of skewed towards and that? And I got this nice low cut shirt that makes oh. me look. I'm going to wear this. Hell yeah! It's and a then power, it's a power thing too. You get it? They, they have power over you when, 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 when they see that when they are talking to you and you're kind of like making small talk and they're like, how long is it going to take? How long, is he going to is he going to bust right out there and take a glance at him? So then that'll do the little little squeeze. Or is he going to like try to try to uh, you know make the small talk and whatever and then like try to sneak a glance without me knowing that's that's their power they have power over that so because it, because men traditionally have had all the power in societies well in you know in most right. western societies for forever there's other societies see that would be an interesting thing if you really want to study this i mean if you want to go into psychology of of human relationships and all this or human relations and human societies you could look at, at uh, some of the cultures where women are much more highly regarded than in the western civilizations now we claim that okay there's equality and there was whatever the you know the women's Susan B. Anthony rights and all this and yes they, they have a lot of power but there's still men are still in sure, control sure, sure, in, this, sure. in this society sure. there's no question at all point point made so we, we can't really say you know that that is is uh what they're all about. What am I trying to say? They, they, I have no they're, idea. They're 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 doing they're doing it for a power thing, because now, they they feel that they don't have any power, so they use their bodies and, and their sex appeal. In fact, remember that game you were telling me about, and I was telling you about that I was playing, and I kind of got sick of Dragon's Quest Eight. Yeah. Okay. Now yeah. I was forming my my character party. PlayStation Two game. There was a there was a, a woman, a, a girl child woman. Sequel of Dragon Warrior. Okay, whatever. Anyway. So I played it for a little while. I just it's back. And, and I haven't, yeah, yeah, blah, okay. blah, 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 The You made a bunch of sexy women. Well, no, here's the thing. Did you have less You don't kids? really have a lot of, you don't really have a lot of choice. Okay. She, she has huge cleavage. My God, they're like cantaloupes, and they like bounce like this. But it's kind of a comedic game like that. Like, the, the first guy you pick up in your character party is this, is this fat, short troll guy who's sitting there picking his nose all the time. So it's kind of like, so she comes up, she's like a stereotypical with these. Okay, so then you have like these character attributes. Every time you go up a level, you can like say, all right, well, my, my hero is going to get, you know, sword-wielding capabilities, and the short, fat guy is going to get his, uh, his axe-wielding capabilities. And then they can do like charisma capabilities or whatever. And when the woman joined my party, you could either, she had a whip, so she could like learn to do the whip better, or there was sex appeal, where you could actually distract the monsters while everybody else beat on it. Sweet. So, okay, so that so that came from Japan, which is like a huge right, right, man, and that's like the men are in control. Apparently, it's and not so unusual the women, to see men riding on the subways with porn bags. Well, right, and and the men are, are very seriously in control, but the women also have have some power, and that power is their sexuality, because men become helpless little babies when they're you know, knee deep in a hoopla. Sure. So the question then is in, in some cleavage, nacho cleavage. Since it's since when cleavage is presented to someone, cleavage nachos, <laughs> nacho cleavage. That's, That's nacho not your cleavage. <laughs> um, hey, it's it. Get just, your hands off it now. Okay, so you're in the presence of cleavage. That's my that's my sister, man. Hang on, hang on. That's not your cleavage. We've established that you're going to be looking at them. <laughs> Little jalapeno buds. <laughs> the, the little habanero buds, the red ones. <laughs> right, right. We've established that we're going to look at them. We're going to look at that's the natural inevitability. Yes. We've established that the guys will look at it. 
We've also established that the woman is anticipating that you're going to look at him. Yep, yep, we've established so, that. would it be better... To just go ahead and get it out of the way and stare at him? To just be like, hi, how are you doing? I'm fine. Give me one second, I'm going to look at your cleavage, and then we're going to continue this conversation. I think we should do... And then go back and look at I them. think we should do a video study of that. And we just see actually, like, if you get slapped, or if it's like, yep. oh... You know what? I oh, guarantee you'd, be you'd get sexual some... harassment so no, fast. No, I don't think so. Actually, you know what? It's it's kind of odd that you mentioned you'd be this because this pig, happened to me today. Pig. This happened to me. A woman came in, and I wasn't sure who she was, and so I I kind of looked at her. I was like looking right in her eye, and she had the shirt on it, and it looked like a skull and crossbones. And I was like, Oh, hmm. checking out the shirt. Yeah, well, I wanted to look at it. I wanted right, to see right, what it Right, right, but said. it's at that area, and you're kind of like... And I was kind of like, uh-uh. oh, because she was kind of intense, and she's looking at me, and she was cute, you know? And I was just like, wow, she's really cute. I really like her eyes. And I wanted... I, but I could kind of see it, and I could see this glossy... Peripheral. Yeah. I think so they finally, you know what I did? I waited until she, like... I had her sign something, or she had looked away, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, so I got it out of the way. But you weren't looking at her breast. You were looking at her shirt. Well, but... but so maybe... I, you know what? There was a little bit of the peeking uh, at her breasts involved with that. I mean, because otherwise maybe, I wouldn't have felt bad about it, would I? I don't know. Maybe in that circumstance, we can draw upon this as a learning uh, experience. If you are interested in somebody's t-shirt or whatever, you'd be like, what is I'm that t-shirt? I'm just looking at your t-shirt. No, no, no don't, don't. You don't even say that. Just like, what's... Oh, that's a very interesting t-shirt you have. What is that? <laughs> and then, oh. at that point, the focus of the conversation and topic is now on the t-shirt, so you're free to look at that t-shirt without guilt, and the woman can look down at the t-shirt too and be like, oh, I got that this at blah, blah, blah. That reminds me of something blah, blah, blah. else. I was, when then, I was you're shopping for Christmas presents for my wife, uh, I was at this um, bead, it was like Art Gecko, I think it's called, it's on State Street, mm-hmm. and they have these, uh, you know, natural stones that are set in like sterling silver or whatever, and there was a woman working behind the counter, and I was looking at all these things, and she's like, can I show you anything? And she just had it, she had it going down. I mean, it was, it was, down it was down to her belly button, and it was like a canyon. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it would have taken three guys to eat all the nachos yeah. off of this <laughs> Big plate. And huh? she had this huge lapis lazo or turquoise or whatever the hell it was, and it was just hanging precariously wedged between there. And I was just like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking, you know, and I, how do you, I mean, I, so I actually went out, I think I believe I actually came out and said, I said, well, now this one, you know, what? We're, this one looks really going to, because we were talking about, like, I was talking about sizes, you know, and I'm like, well, my wife's usually kind of demure. She doesn't like the big stones like that. And and it was like, well, it was pretty obvious that she had this big one on. So, I was like, but this one looks good. It balances well. And so she kind of looked down at it, you know, and I was like, oh, bingo, free freebie. So, so easy. it must have been like a minute conversation where I was just like staring <laughs> at this this thing around her neck, and she was just kind of like smiling and going, yeah, talking about it, and. It was kind of a it was kind of a flirtatious thing because, yeah, I was interested in buying a stone for my wife, but I was staring at her freaking cleavage for like a minute and a half, and she was smiling and talking about it, you know, and I was just like, oh, sweet, because obviously, I mean, she's working there, she's showing that off, and to, to kind of draw the attention, and, and that's a power thing. It's a power thing. She's a, she's a good saleswoman. She has the power over the customer. Oh, all right. You're gonna get a little bit disorientated. You uh, maybe know. buy something. Maybe buy uh, something. Yeah, yep, maybe, yep. Maybe. And so I think it's the same thing. If you're in a bar, if you're in the library, if you're in a restaurant or wherever, and you you meet somebody and you you have to do the quick calculation in your mind. 
Are you gonna do the glance right away? Are you gonna hold off? Try to you know try to make a small talk? Well, yeah, it'd actually be kind of interesting to kind of just whip it out there and say, you know what? I'm a little distracted by your cleavage. I think I'm just gonna look at it, get it, get it out of the way, and then we can have a conversation. If you'll just allow me five seconds, but we'll then again, right back. would five seconds be enough? That's the question because it wouldn't for me. I mean, I would just be like. Um, and I actually have a tendency to do that anyways. I look around at things. I do. I'm like, I'm constantly, I'm, I'm just, I'll look at the clock, I'll look at the TV. Oh, the TV's on, I'm like staring at the TV. Sure, sure, sure. what it is. The TV sucks me into. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I can't, like I can make eye contact with people, and a lot of people don't even do that. Like if you're walking down the street, do you make eye contact with people? Like random people? No. See, I do that. I don't make eye contact with strangers. See, I always do that, and I wonder why that is. Uh, well, so I think there's a psychology behind the whole looking at people in the eyes. Because even I'll have a conversation with anybody at work, regardless of whether or not they have cleavage. And I find it difficult to look them in the so eyes. Some of the big fat guys in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to look at them in the eyes because there's a divider. But I, I find I'm just going to look at your uh, man boobs for 30 seconds. And then we can get out. And then we can talk servers. You know, <laughs> then. Just got to get it out of the way, man. They're huge. <laughs> not sexually I, attractive. Can I touch them? Are those real? Yeah. <laughs> See, there's a, that's a whole. They other, just fascinate me. That segues into a whole other conversation because a woman that um, worked at SPL, okay, she was a skinny little girl. She had a huge, 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 huge. Bakers? Yes. Because okay. I heard the story. Oh, she okay. won them on WJJO. Nice. They were giving away five thousand dollars to get a boob job, and I don't know what she had to do or who she Probably had to do something or whatever. Demeaning, but anyways, but yeah. she won five thousand, and she got them put in there. Okay. And she would make jokes about it, you know? And I always wanted to actually literally go up to her and just say, you know, I always wanted to, you know, if, if it was a difference. What does that thing feel like? Yeah. I mean, and you know what? I guarantee she probably just be like, oh, you give it a try. Go ahead, you know? And it would have been cool. It would have been cool. But it would have been just a weird like a, line. You're probably, you probably It's not really a line. Right. I'm not trying to get her in. I mean, it's no, a no, big, no, no, there's know, a big difference between. You know, nailing somebody That's and a, just squeezing their boobs. I mean, you shake. A, look, you shake a guy's hand. There's the, yeah. You shake a guy's hand. What is that? What is that? I shake women's hands. Okay, what is that? What? I mean, does it become sex? It's become sexual because we've sexualized the boobs. Uh, well, yeah, you're right. There, there, that's a, that would be a in social society. I mean, look at the whole uh, Tina, no, uh, Jackson thing, the Janet Jackson thing. Uh, this, I mean, what the? It's ridiculous. But okay, anyway. Socially, I don't think that would be construed as, as, as a productive thing to do. Probably not, but I've been working this with them for a year. Sure. I, and, you know, there was like... You're probably absolutely around, right. She was really, you know, friendly. And I'm sure she would be like, oh, absolutely, I have a feel out of it. But I, I don't know. That would just, I think that would just be weird for me to be like, oh. I'm going to go home and tell my wife. I felt a fake boob. I would. Uh, I, don't think, I don't even think Carrie would have Well, I would, but I would be in for a fight. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, she's not listening. I've never touched anybody else's radio boob. boob. Radio cleavage. Cleavage. That's not your cleavage. You don't touch that. (laughs) You don't touch that cleavage. (laughs) Unless it belongs to your wife. All right, well, that was a a good good topic. Good topic. I had another thought on it, but I'm pretty sure we can just wrap that idea up. That was a good topic, though. Here comes pussy. Pussy walking. Not your cleavage. We're going to have a catchphrase from every show. <laughs> so we had pussy one. <laughs> now we got nacho oh, we, we can put that into the description of the podcast. Ah. We, that could be the title. Oh, I'm going to write that down. It's Nacho, nacho Cleavage. cleavage. <laughs> Look at that, folks. Here we are. This is how it's all done. Uh, we're we're uh, paving the way. Me. Wow, this 33 is... 
It's burpy. Really burpy. It's malty, yeah. It's kind of giving me a little bit of indigestion. Really? Eat some of these rosemary baked chips here. <laughs> yeah, the garlic chips. I'm sure that'll make me feel a lot better. Oh, man. Well, what else? What else? What else is out there? What else is going on? Uh, Any news topics? I don't even read the news anymore. Heads up to the Mad Roll Dolls. Tonight they're flying out to Seattle. They're going to be playing a national bout. We've talked about the Mad Rolling Dolls before, so yeah. Yep. Uh, Thumbs up to them. Good luck. Yeah, because I might be getting a sponsorship. I mean, oh. I might I might sponsor them and then get like a banner and all kinds of stuff. That'd be very cool. Very cool. Family-friendly Mad Rolling Dolls. Yeah, you know what? I really got into it this time. The last couple times, it was just kind of a drunk fest where we just, just like, Ugh. But I mean, we, we're starting to get to know a bunch of the girls and we understand the rules and... We, I was like getting out shouting, you know, when, when cool stuff was happening. And I knew, I understood what was going on. And Heike was there. I think she had a good time. Really? Yeah. She, oh. she came along. Erica was going to go, but then she got sick or oh. something. I don't know. Hmm. And King Lear was there. Who's King Lear? King Lear is Scott Fisher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He grew his beard back. Yeah. He, he had like it down here and then he shaved guy. it off. And now it's, got, it's down here again. He looks really good with a beard like that, though. King Lear, he looks just like... <laughs> I swear he could do, uh, you know, the theater in the round out there, the green... Green, what is it? No American idea. Player Cedar. Oh, green yeah, yeah. Bush, green. Spring Green. Yeah. Spring Green there, hey. Bang, bang. Well, that was a good topic. I don't know what. All right, uh, camping. Uh, uh, let's let's go camping. Okay. Let's. I don't know what. How did how did you guys go camping with uh, babies? I haven't gone camping with a baby yet. Oh, Jenny you're kidding. Wants. Really? All last year? Two years? You got you haven't gone camping in two years? Or you had sitters? Um. We haven't, I don't think we've gone camping in two years. We just took a break. We came back. Uh, I got nothing else to say. Really? Oh, you don't want to have this conversation on mic? Mic? On the mic? On the mic? Yo, check it up. Chuck, check the mic. No, I I, I guess I, I feel the way I feel. How do you feel? What were you talking about? We're talking about race. Right. Okay. So if you go into a bar and you're sitting at the bar and you're a guy. Uh-huh. And there's a woman bartender. Uh-huh. Well, the thought occurs to you: this is a woman bartender. You might flirt or whatever. You might, so you you conjure up some some things about women. You know, oh yeah, and you'll you'll talk to her. If it's a white guy, you because we're both white guys here. Sure. So pretty much, you know. I'm black. German ancestry, whatever. No, I'm black. So okay, you 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 say, oh, it's a it's a white guy. I mean, no, it, it doesn't really occur to me like that. But if it's if it's if it is a brown guy, I'll be like. Oh, it's a, it's a brown guy, you know. And what what occurs to me is not necessarily, oh, I'm scared he's gonna mug me or he's gonna, you know, stick his finger in my beer after he picked his nose with it or something. But but what occurs to me is actually, I'm I'm curious. I am still a little kid, whereas I want to know, you know, how he grew up. I want to know what what his family was like. What if he grew you know? up just like you grew up? One of his family was just like your family. Then I would be I would be. Happy to find that out, and I would be happy to tell him that I grew up that way too, because he might be curious about me. And so I think that is where the whole race thing comes in. Is more that more curious about the heritage of a black bartender than a white bartender? Not necessarily. If it's a if it's a Finnish bartender, I'll be like, "Whoa, you're from are you from Australia? That's really cool." Yeah, you know what was did you like, did you surf? Did you go surf? Did you ever you know collect crocodiles? I mean, how is it like? Is there water, a lot of snakes running around? What I mean, yeah. big scorpions? Did you go camping? But see, what, like. A, 
That's a different country, I know. Okay. Now, if you were to run into a black dude who had a thick African accent, or, or fuck, even a thick English accent, right? There's a guy working at the store right next door. He runs the African store, and it's great to talk to him. It's fantastic. You hello, would... hello, hello. He's from right. South so, Africa. So, no matter where he's from, white or... Well, I mean, really, I want to ask him white what, or black kind of or any color. You know, I mean, he, he's got these weird foods in his store. Baobab roots, you know? You soak them and make quinoa. It's all this But what stuff. if a black dude comes in He's like, hi, my name's Robert. And you're like, hey, you're a black dude. Are you curious about this guy? He doesn't have that thick accent. He's His name is Robert. He's dressed average, you know. You mean like Barack Obama? Jeez, even less. Because Barack Obama, you want to have or a Or Tiger Woods. Um, yeah, sure, look, Tiger Woods. Just a dude comes in. No, I guess I would make that, I would make that connection. I'd be like, meh. Whatever. You know. So, like, are you talking about, like, a guy, uh, like, a, a black dude comes in talking all gangsta? Uh, that would probably, like, oh. that would probably be, I would probably say, actually, this is kind of curious. I, I went into Whippins the other day, and <clears throat> there was a really big black guy, and he just smelled like weed. I mean, he was like, whoo, big guy, short hair, like, really short, you know, fat neck, just like a big, big guy, you know, really kind of intimidating, you know. But he had this coat on, and it had, like, the Looney Tunes characters all over it. And I was like, I really wanted to just go up to him and kind of give him a friendly punch on the shoulder and go, Dude, you know, you're this big, scary black guy, but you got Looney Tunes all over your jacket. That's really cool. I wanted to do that. And I, I didn't not do it because he was a black guy. I wouldn't have done it if it was a white guy. But I could not see, like, a like a redneck uh, white guy doing something like that. Let me one-up you. I was at the gas station. There was this dude, I can't remember if it was a leather jacket or if it was just like a big dress shirt. But on the front of it was this huge Decepticons logo. Transformers. Huge, just this purple Decepticon logo. <laughs> and I looked at it and I was just like, dude, that's an awesome shirt. And he's like, yeah, man, thanks, Transformers, blah, blah, blah. He happened to be black, but I mean, that, if it was a white dude, that probably was. You probably guy. would not have. It wouldn't have uh, been as. Because as, as, this thing was like gaudy, oda- no, but audacious. You were and probably. Like thinking, wow, you know, a black dude. The black dudes are in the Transformers too. I didn't know black people like Transformers. Well, not. I mean, that sounds. My world is That sounds black and white. Not pardon the pun, but that sounds really extreme. But there is some level of that. There's some grayness there where it's like, oh, you know, that's kind of curious because. So are we that separated and removed from? Well, as much as it sounds really bad and it's hard to talk about it, you know, we stereotype black people. We do, and you know what? Black people stereotype us. They do. Oh, these, you know, the white the white guys they play golf all day and and they have their pretty pretty blonde wives that sit around and bake cookies all day and that's their life, you know. And they they're really they're they're boring and and insipid and they just worry about their money and you know I'm I'm sure a lot of them do that, you know. Don't you think? I don't know. Maybe I'm stereotyping now. I, Isn't it for them, but I don't know. That's a it's a difficult topic, and I I guess I can't say one way. I know, it's a very difficult topic. That's the problem. It's really difficult. Because nobody will even start to talk about it because they're scared of what's going to come out. You know? And that's why we need a couple of these 33s. And we got to just, just let out whatever export, we have. You know? Why do you say it's a scary Vietnamese topic? Beer. Because you're worried about the, the, the secret inner workings of your mind. You know? No, no. And it's not necessarily racism that comes out, but it's curiosity. Okay, imagine if it was an Asian guy. Now an Asian woman. Okay? With a big, the, with big cleavage. Oh, with big cleavage. Ah, uh, um, I just have out. to look at... <laughs> well, just one second. Or, or a Latino. That's nacho cleavage. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Asian people, okay? Wow. 
I'm curious as hell. You know what? What? What, what if it's an Asian parents, person that grew up in Chicago? Okay, though? fine. What about your parents? Do you do you you probably speak another language because your parents probably came over here. You know, and a lot of their parents are like, okay, you ever been to the Flaming Walk? No. Okay, the Flaming I'm Walk is right by Target on the East Side. Yeah. I've been going there for years. Okay, literally, ten years since I moved to Madison. I've been going to that place. Same family run it. The guys always there, and there's always a huge pile of vegetables that he's chopping up. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, literally, like three feet high and five feet wide. He gets, he cuts up all his own meat, blah 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 blah. Makes it all his own noodles, all this stuff. His wife is always working. They have a daughter who I think now is in the UW, and they have a son who's like now like a like a junior or senior in high school. They're always there, okay. And they, every time I come in, I'm like, hey, you know, I I want this and this and this. And they're like, oh, and I I just I, I want one of these days say to him, you know what? I want to learn to cook like this. I want to know, you know, what what you put in this. What if it was a white dude that was had a big mountain of vegetables and was cooking crazy authentic Creole? I do the same thing. Well, exactly. So okay. it doesn't really matter that the person's Asian. You're just fascinated by what that person okay. is doing. But it's 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 uh, no no. There's something about there's something about the the visual aspect of the way they look that that piques my curiosity even more because it seems more authentic coming from them because they are d- more directly connected to it somehow you know what i mean you know what i'm saying there's a direct a more direct connection to the old traditional um preparation methods uh the traditions the culture the actual culture and that's and you know what this whole race bullshit is actually kind of ridiculous because the united states is is the melting pot and we're supposed to accept all these different cultures and turn them into one we're supposed to churn out a, a single culture and yes there's something to be said for like you know preserving individual cultures and all this but you know what as far as i'm concerned eventually and i think i have brought this up in another show or whatnot but if you think about it <clears throat> if you're not one of those fundamental jesus lovers that said that the world was created four thousand years ago on an october 23rd okay the earth is five billion years old and the human race is a couple million years old and it started in Africa and it spread out from there okay moved over to the Europe and then it moved uh, <clears throat> over to uh, over to America uh, you know and it just and it all the different races evolved from the habitat that they lived in like in Africa it was they have dark skin probably because there's a lot of melanin and they were, because they were out in the sun all the time and it was really hot and they're tall and they're thin and they can run a long ways because they had to run from village to village or whatever. that's why they have so many good basketball players seriously seriously <laughs> okay okay and the Europeans are white skinned because they built their castles and they lived inside huddled around you know inside their castles and they're, they're and look at the Irish people are strong and squat because they you know chopped wood look at like the and you know what you know where this came out getting really strong was the uh, the movie the the Lord of the Rings or the book? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now he okay the elves okay were probably based off of like you know the high European ancestry. The dwarves were probably like the Scottish you know because they were stout and strong and they were miners because a lot of them were miners. So they sure, sure, that sure. that evolution where they lived and what they did you know kind of dictated you know what genes would stick around in the in the pool. And the w- w- there was like the fighters you know the good. A strong European guy. And then, sure. What, okay, so there were and the hobbits. Who the were hobbits short. were like. I, okay, so I, <laughs> it kind no of falls a little short. For the hobbits, but but <laughs> you see my point. It's, they were short because they needed to pick fruit off the underbelly of the vegetation. Okay, okay. So maybe that fell a little short. But if you look at the diversity of the animal world, okay, 
Look, he got a giraffe, okay? Now, that was perfectly evolved to, to eat the leaves that nobody else could reach, okay? Then you got the, the anteaters, who's got this crazy fucking snout that can has an eight-foot-long tongue that licks ants, and that's what it eats, okay? And then you got cheetahs that can run... I'm not going to argue the, the whole point okay, of evolution so I, what I'm talking about is evolution dictated what... And I'm not like. gonna. Yeah, I will agree and with you that as me being a human being, our physical I'm curious are about the other, the other um, aspects of the human condition, the other aspects of the human race. Because I love food, and actually, it's probably a lot of it is based on food. It's like I'm curious about what other people eat because I know that uh, for a lot of my life, I just ate macaroni and cheese and I ate this and that, and it was like okay, kind of white bread, white boy food, right? And when I figured out that you know what, there's all this other really good food. And I started experimenting with it. I was like, wow, these, these, these different cultures, you know, because of where they lived and the kind of food that grew there, and they really figured out how to cook it really well. It's fantastic. And, and it's, it's kind of the same thing. It's like a melting pot. It's like you, you get all these different cultures and their, their, their traditional foods, and you kind of blend them into American cooking and you blend them with French cooking, and it's just, oh, you can do fantastic things with it, you know? Um... <laughs> how, that, does that, how does that how does that relate to race? Yeah. It's, it, because, like I said, if you look and there's if you look somebody in the face and the, you can tell they're obviously they have Asian features, it's like okay, you probably have a pretty fairly close direct link to your ancestry and your and your cultural traditions, and that's interesting because we you know what in America we don't really even have cultural traditions. What is it? You know what our cultural tradition in America? Hot dogs. I'm not talking food right Baseball. now. Baseball. Base cars. The, the the culture of America is cars. Seriously. If I mean, talk amongst yourselves, but think it through. I'm not even I'm not even gonna explain it because you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Cars have completely defined American culture. And they spread and they spread that culture all throughout the world. You know what I find amazing about cars? Is the legal beep. Legal beep. Is the wealth that's created from a car. Think about it. You buy a brand new, it's 2008 right now. So you buy a brand new 2008 car, right? You spend $25,000 on it, let's just say. You pay that $25,000. You pay taxes on that $25,000. Okay? That's a lot of money. Blah, 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 blah. You drive that car for two, three years. You trade it in. You trade it in for, say, $15,000. Buy yourself a new car. Well, that car okay. then is turned around and sold for $20,000. So automatically, some guy said, I'm going to give you $15,000 for this car. I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to sell it to this guy for $20,000. I magically created $5,000 for me. And then, when he sells that car for $20,000, it's taxed again. So it's been taxed on $25,000. Now it's been taxed on $20,000. That guy drives it for three, four years. He decides to sell it for private property. He just sells it on his own. He doesn't sell it back to a car dealership. He sells it for $10,000. The guy that buys it for $10,000, well, he's got to pay taxes on that $10,000. And now, so this car has been taxed $45,000. And then if he ever sells it, if he ever trades it in, that car is on, you know, magically creates all of this wealth. It's amazing that, I just find that fascinating that cars can do that to us. Just create this money that never existed and also can just be taxed. Are houses the same way? No, do you pay houses? You have to pay taxes every time you buy a house, so absolutely. So a house can be taxed over and over and over again. And uh, But you don't trade your house in when you buy a new house. Wait a minute. Like, sales tax on a house? Absolutely. You pay taxes on your house. You pay... Well, you pay sales No, you, you, pay, pay, property you pay property taxes. tax. You don't pay taxes on a house. That'd be a fucking shitload of taxes. 
Buy yourself a $180,000 tax, gotta pay 5.5% tax on that. Well, figure 100000 would be, what, five $5,000? Or $50,000? No, $5,000. $5,000. Well, no, no, Price I guess. 20. So, $10,000 for, yeah, but, I don't, I don't think, maybe the first house you don't have to? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I ever paid tax on a house. Who would you pay it to? The government. Well, but, I mean, do they say, oh, no, you owe extra... Oh, wait, wait actually... sales tax, you'd pay it at the time that you bought it. Well, then it's rolled into your mortgage. Right. Maybe. No, because then you'd be paying interest on your taxes. Oh, my God. Think about how many times you're getting double and triple dipped. Yep. That's fucking ridiculous. No, cars, though. I, I never thought about that. Yeah. That's, that's true. You just keep getting taxed and taxed and taxed and... Because, you know what, I, I'm... Well, I just bought a business, so I'm like, I'm like tax-free. The stuff I buy. Are you sure? Yeah, I have a I have a tax-exempt thing, I think. But people pay taxes on the stuff that they buy for me, and then I have to pay that tax to the government. Yeah, but you can't with your tax-exempt card. You can't go buy a new entertainment system and not pay tax. No, 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 no. But if somebody comes in with you know a bag full of clothes, I'm like, well, I'll give you five bucks for this. You don't have to pay. No. Wait. But if you pay them five dollars, you wouldn't be paying taxes on that. That's outgoing money. You don't pay money. You don't pay taxes on what you pay. Wait, yeah. Yeah, you but do. I'm buying inventory. I mean, oh, I'm buying. Oh. Okay. No, that makes sense. No, but since it's secondhand and it's resale stuff, it's somehow it's. You uh, only pay taxes on what you sell, not what you buy. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes sense. No, but <clears throat> people pay taxes on that. Sure. So I I mark something arbitrarily at twelve dollars. You don't pay the tax. The the customer pays the tax. Right. But but you you're paying other taxes. I think that's what happened. That's what the, the woman that owned the business for me ran into trouble because she just took all that money in, and the people were paying taxes on it. Oh, and she so all of a sudden that. the quarterly tax bill came. It was like six hundred bucks. She's like, uh oh, uh oh, I don't have that money. I spent it already. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then she kind of went in the hole with that, and then you start getting oh, there's a fifty dollar fee because you're late. Uh, oh my god. Oh, another fifty dollar fee because you're late. Tell oh, you. No, there's interest on that $50 fee because you're late, and there's interest on the tax because you're late, and it's like, this, all of a sudden there's $5,000, you know. I'm telling you, all this 33 does is generate indigestion. I would not buy this beer again. Yeah, it is kind of bubbly, isn't it? It is quite bubbly. <clears throat> okay, but well. But it's a really easy-going beer. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, next week. I don't know. What did we even talk about there? Good gear. We talked about cleavage, really. That's really all we talked about. No, we, we kind of touched on the racing, but see, that's a really difficult it's a topic. It's a subject. I mean, we could, we could I mean, keep it's... touching back on forth on it because you, 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 you think you know what you're, what you're about, but it's you like know what? you're kind of scared here's, to really dive into it. Here's the problem like with talking about race, race, religion, or any of, any of those sensitive subjects is that you run the risk of getting yourself pigeonholed. You may say something and not really be mm. articulating yourself properly but then it's misconstrued, and then all of a sudden you're just a racist some bitch. Doesn't matter what you say. Yep. And I think it happens, especially in, if it's on the media. It happens. And then in the they media keep playing that lot, clip that over and over clip. and over. And if you're a politician, that you're dead. That'll kill you. You're dead in the sure. water. Look at Barack Obama's uh, preacher. Now, I'm sure he's not that bad of a guy. No. But he, like, in a fervor one night, you know, he was Heat probably the moment. He was probably pissed off about yeah, something, something, which is happened. fine, you know. I, and he shouted a little bit, and they caught it on video. Over and over Bang. and over again. That guy's, that guy's wrecked. But, it, I mean, it happens to... Poor Kramer. Oh, it, it happens. Yeah, Kramer. <laughs> who was the guy that oh, did... That was kind of fucked up. Who was the guy who did the football announcing? Uh, Dick Butkus? No. God, I can't remember his name, but 
<clears throat> he was a dude, he was calling a game, it was in the 70s, and there was this black dude who was running the ball down the field, and he's like, look at him go, there he is, running down the field, look at that little monkey running down the field. And basically, it's like this, this dude was kind of like juking, and jiving, and jumping, and just like crazily working his way down the field, kind of monkey-esque, but since he was black, the automatic well, was assumption was that An uproar. Look at that monkey! Look at that monkey run, yeah. man! Look at that black guy who's equated to a monkey run down the field. And so they, they, there was a big thing about they it. Lost a job, yeah. What the hell, Howard Cosell? Holy crap! Yeah, I mean, really? he, he lost his job. He was like the premier football announcer. That's for what like the brought him down. And that comment took him down, basically. Yeah. This uh, is Howard Cosell. And that's no, that's somebody else. But well, see, you know, and that's that's actually part of the problem in this country. Why racism still is a big problem. You go over to England, and they'll call it like it is. They'll be you, you'll be able to whip shit like that out, you know. And it's like, yeah, it's water off a duck's back, you know. That's why it's difficult. Yeah, to Yeah, you're about a white, race. you're a you're a honky tonkin' white bread boy. You probably grew up eating Twinkies all day. Well. Yeah, so what? You know? And on the opposite side, you know, if if a if a black man came up to you and said, You probably sit around, read comic books and watch Star Wars videos all day, don't you, you white boy? You probably like eating white bread and and uh, cream puffs and you'd be like Yeah. <laughs> so so what? It's But true, is that you know? racially stereotypical of Okay, but white so people? what? So what? So you say, well, no, actually, uh, I do uh, occasionally like to read a comic book, and I like a Twinkie, no, but because uh, not all the time. And like, I, I do appreciate the finer points of, of fried chicken and watermelon as well. You racial know? stereotype of a white guy is a redneck dude watching NASCAR yeah. with his wife beater spitting his tobacco out of his front porch. Well, that's kind of hillbilly. Well, but that's kind of like... No, gun-toting good old boy with the pickup truck, you know, in good with the Loving NASCAR. Yeah. Ooh, loving cops, sure. The guys, the guys that are on cops, those are your stereotypical white guys. <laughs> and and black are those the stereotypical black guys though too? But then again, that's no. Now you're now you're dumbing know. the whole human race down. Have you Come ever? Wow. Well, you know what? If my you know what my stereotypical white guy is, the man, the corporate suit that drives around in a Jaguar, makes a million dollars a year, doing nothing but picking his ass and poking at the little guys to, to pull as much money out of. In taxation, the taxation guy—that's the typical white guy—and so everybody Tax hates man. the everybody hates the stereotypical white guy. What's that Luke, Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson movie where they go into the future? Honey, I uh, made the kids big. Electrolytes. We we always talk about this movie. Uh, Marty, Marty, <laughs> it's the flux capacitor. You gotta go back in time. It's your kids, Marty. The, the flux God. capacitor. The Owen Wilson in the future. What? Christ's sakes. Time Bandits? No. Owen Wilson movies. Let's see. Uh, the, there's a new one out where he's been playing with a bunch of kids. And then there was the one where he was uh, Starsky and Hutch. That was pretty good. Idiocracy. Oh, I never Idiocracy. saw that. I never That's saw exactly that. what we're talking about. Is basically I see it. the human race evolves devolve devolves dun, 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 dun. oh that's our ending it's evolution song. is de-evolution de-evolution that's what devo is all about where basically the movie is set up where the 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 grad school students are getting married <clears throat> right but they don't want to have kids right away because they're they're 
they're worried about their career. I, I'm, I'm just made executive, uh, so we'll have a kid in a couple of years after we get settled, financially set. And it just, they, they keep coming up with excuses, the smart people, why they're not going to have a kid because their careers are important. And then you've got the guy who's missing a couple of teeth who goes to the strip joint and is drinking the beer and watching the cops, and he's just having sex with everything. Oh, yeah. Just popping out the kids. Oh, yeah. So All on welfare. Smart people are being phased out because they're not procreating because they're kind of worried about their career. Meanwhile, the hillbilly guy watching cops is just popping kids out left and right. So society just becomes mm-hmm. basically So how did the black people episode. figure into that movie? They weren't even addressed, eh? Minorities? No, the the president was a black dude. The president in the future was a black dude. He had like this huge mullet and he had like this this a black guy with tight nylon shirt on. I can't remember what his name was, but yeah, the the president was a black dude. That's how they were figured in. But he was like a re- he was like a redneck black dude. I don't know if that's racist to say, but he was totally <laughs> That's like double racist. Now you're really yeah, now it's you're like Racist against white people and black people all at the same. You're like basically demoralizing. Both oh yeah, people. WC Fields. I'm I'm not I'm not racist. I hate everybody. Is that what he said? I, I'm not selective. No, I think it's I'm not racist. I just hate everybody. Hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty negative attitude. Well, that was WC Fields. He liked his gin though. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a good episode. Cleavage. 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 Yeah. Race. Nacho, Nacho cleavage. cleavage. All right. Uh, good night. Good night. Good luck. Take care. Be good Farewell. to each other. You've got a way to keep me on your side. You give me calls for love that I can't hide. For you, I know I'd even try to turn the tide. Because you're mine. I walk the line.